Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony ain't drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. This boy's a second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 790 of the Trinity Force podcast. I am your host as always, N.A. Eric, and tonight we are talking patch point 12, uh, patch 12.23, one of, if not the last, before... Uh, season 13 happened, so yeah, it's a big whole load of changes that are being shipped, ARAM changes, items, some changes that we feel very 
strongly about. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll get into all that. Before, before we do, um, we have John and Fenrir here, as always. How you doing, guys? Fenrir, you go first. Doing great. I've been uh, a little sick the last few days, but I'm feeling good starting today. So. Okay, that's good. Were you just like, uh, I think it's just the flu or something like that? I don't know if it was the flu or what. I had a real bad fever uh, Wednesday morning. I mean, I slept for like Yikes. 15 hours straight, woke up, I was like covered in sweat. Damn. Well, I'm, we're glad we were starting to feel a bit better. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. on the upward trend. Got a bu- that's little good. bush Probably apple here. to make it all feel better. Oh, got to hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay cool um john how you doing dude i'm doing good uh i've got uh as far as like work stuff i've got um i heard back from the last place that i applied to and i've got my last interview on the 14th next week so nice got that and then um i've also um been talking to uh a few like dentist in town who are uh who i'll be working with one of them so um yep kind of just been chilling other than that um as far as league i mean i've been playing a decent bit um i've been really enjoying graves rengar been playing adc um yeah i've been liking i tried the new aram i like that a lot yeah, and we're going to get into what that new ARM is, so no spoilers yet. But glad everything is going well. Um, yeah, good luck in your interview next week. And uh, yeah, hopefully, I'm sure everything, we're all sure that everything will work out, but we hope the best for you for everything to work out job-wise. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Um, cool. Well, this is a long patch, so let's not dilly-dally, gentlemen, because we also want to play some ARMs after this before it's past our bedtimes um so let's get into it so past 12.23 there are a bunch of champion changes a few item changes two quote-unquote adjustments as well as aram changes some quality of life stuff it's a whole shitload of stuff so i'll run through the aram changes and then since both of you have played aram uh already today that it's come or yet since yesterday it came out we'll talk about how it feels so first off um they have frost gates, or what they're calling them. So it's the same as the hex gates that are on Summoner's Rift sometimes, depending on the map. Now frost gates will be present from the beginning of the game and will teleport you directly to, from your nexus to your outer tower. Once your first tower is destroyed, the frost gate will then link to your team's inhibitor tower, where it will then stay for the remainder of the game even after that tower is destroyed. So you could use the the frost gate to go behind people. And so that's what it is. They're trying to speed up ARAM games and stopping uh, poke wars is what they're saying. They want more action and to be faster paced. So, yep. Um, falling towers is also something. So now once when outer towers are destroyed, they will collapse and leave behind a pile of rubber, rubble, which will be treated as new terrain. From what I have seen, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this blocks off most or all of the terrain in one direction, right? It creates, it just stops it so you can't walk around the tower from both sides, only from one side now. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Okay, cool. Um, so that's what that change is. And that's only the outer tower that doesn't happen to the inner tower, correct? But Blocking the inhibitor? Okay, I think cool. so, yeah. Just wanted to make sure. 
from what I, I remember. I want to make sure I got it right. Um, okay, cool. Now there's also a brush change. They have the two brushes on the left side are staying the same, but there is going to be a small brush, like a pixel-ish side, um, in on the right side of the bridge. The brushes between the outer and uh, outer and inhibitor turrets have also increased in size, so they're changing the brushes a little bit, but it. Should, wouldn't feel all that different uh, looking wise is my understanding there. There's also bridge repairs. So the gaps on the bottom side of the bridge have been filled in and are now traversable. So those are those gaps that are now gone on the right side. They're now totally repaired, which is cool. Um, I guess Orn and his, got his team of engineers to go fix that. Uh, quality of life stuff. Players will no longer be able to activate battle boosts within the last 10 seconds of champ select. So, okay. They're also now, allies will now be able to tell which player gifted their team a battle boost. I believe it said that in chat anyways, but maybe it didn't. Um, and then S-ranked chest visibility, whatever. All players will now be able to see which champions they have not yet received an S-ranked for ARM and champion select. So now they can see all that. Um, in addition to that, there's some balance adjustments. There's actually, it's just one. It's ner it's a heart steel is getting cut in half for the maximum health gain. It used to be... So it was what it is on Summoner's Rift, with 10% of damage dealt being max health gained. Now it's 5% just for ARM Summoner's Rift that's staying the same. So those are all the changes. Um, John, what have you thought of ARM so far? I mean, I like it a lot. I definitely feel like it's faster, uh, which I like. Like, I agree. Sometimes it felt like there was like, just a lot of poke wars, and then a lot of times where you could just sit there and, like, farm if you had a team that had a lot of wave clear you could just scale and then eventually win but yeah i definitely feel like it's increased the pace i like the um like debris change like it has the new terrain like a, and the gates yeah. is nice just so there's like less downtime like because i mean that was like i mean that was just you know a little like time where there was no action or you're doing anything so it's nice like an aram you're playing for the quick the quick action yeah and um uh, i would think that also that these new terrain walls would help champions that interact with walls because sometimes when you're playing like vane or poppy or zoe it wasn't the easiest to be able to use terrain because you basically had to be at one end of the of the howl of the abyss the howling abyss or by or throwing something or doing you know through a, a turret or those little areas that were now repaired or like those the brush wall in mid as well but um if you've seen have you seen any of those champs at all either of you any of the champs that interact with walls no no i mean okay uh i mean i've played like where it's just like nice to play around it like if I was playing Graves, and it's just, you know, easy to go around the terrain, and then they're, like, trapped. Sure. But but I haven't played with, like, someone, yeah, like Vayne or Cassante. Right. Okay. Played against a Malak guy, and it was super annoying. Really? He has more bush. It it's on both the sides. New, the brush, cha yeah. brush changes, you mean? Yeah, so you can't oh, wow. hug that right side and, like, avoid his oh, saplings. And it's, like, yeah, if once you have like the first tower down, it's harder to get away from his R too. Like if you don't have a dash or something. Yeah. So for those for those uh, turrets falling, um, which side do they fall to? Do they fall up or do they fall down or does it depend? I think on it's which random. Falls. Oh, okay. Interesting. 
Okay, cool. I would wonder if it counts as an addition to the terrain or a new piece of terrain. I'm just thinking about like a Viego E. Or Kiana. Um, yeah, Kiana too. That also is a good one. Does it block vision on the other side or no? I don't mm. think so, but I don't quite remember. Yeah, I've only sure. played okay, a few so you games. Can't, you can't, yeah, I'm, think, I'm thinking like camouflage. So if you're like Akshan or Twitch or something, or Evelyn, could you stand right behind that until someone turns the corner and then blow them up? sure okay that's something that we have to test because it it doesn't specifically say in the patch here and i have not played it nor looked yet so we'll check that out but okay um fenrir do you kind of agree what john said anything else that you want to yeah. add to the <laughs> arm changes no i just i'm glad it's a lot more fast paced and it seems like games get over a little bit faster so all in all i'm happy with it sweet okay um, cool. So that's ARAM. And now we're going to get into a few item changes. So Sunfire Aegis, or Aegis, if you want to, or I guess if you want to use the AE like the Latin diphthong, you can say Aegis because AE is pronounced as an I sound, but whatever. Um, just flexing my Latin as a foreign language in college uh, right there. Anyways, the combined cost is down by... <laughs> The combined cost is down by 100. The total gold cost is down by 100 in compensation to that. And it's getting 100 more health. So it's getting more gold efficient in two ways because it's cheaper and it gets 100 more health now. Um, this didn't feel bad for me to build before, but now it just feels much better. Uh, do you? What do you guys think about this change? Do you think it opens it up with that cost, with that price point, to tankier supports more, Fenrir, do you want to speak to that at all? Yeah, <clears throat> the number for like support items is like twenty five hundred. So the closest, the closer you can get to that number, the the better it is. It's still a little expensive, and I don't really see what supports you would want it on over other items. Like I think sure. like maybe Set could take it with that extra burn damage because he just wants to sit there and fight everybody. But like I'm not gonna take this on Leona because I want Anathemas for the extra CC and tenacity. Right. And how many? And if you're playing support, how many items do you really get to build anyway in a normal game? You get to build your mythic and one either item, right? Right At now, most, generally. Right now, I'm getting to two almost every game, and then I would say. Probably like fifty percent of my games, I'm getting to like three, so it just it really depends on how the game goes. Okay, yeah, so maybe this would be something to slot in as a third if you're if it is really beefy and you're going. Uh, but but even then, if you're picking one of the mythics that supports generally pick, whether it's Evan Shroud or, I mean, if you're an enchanter, you're never touching this anyways. But if you're taking Evan Shroud or if you're taking you know Frostfire Gauntlet, perhaps I don't think you would because of the price point, but. Is there, is there a world where any of the other items you're getting would interact enough with this to really pick? Like like you said, it doesn't sound like it fits in a support mindset at all. No, I think <clears throat> I think where you can start finding supports taking this is when you're playing with a Senna bot lane and you're the one that's farming. So like TK, <clears throat> Set, you can, I mean, Cho'Gath could build this item. I think that's where, if you're going to see it in the bot lane, that's when you're going to see it. Is with like the fasting sentence. I like that. That's a that's a hot take. I like it. Okay. Any other thoughts on Sunfire, John? Or uh, I mean, I agree with you. I haven't personally used it that much. I mean, I built it a couple times. I I, I don't know. I mean, 
feels slightly better, I guess, to build or like buy. And it does feel better. It felt underwhelming before, but this, so, so yeah. So I would say I don't think it felt underwhelming if you paired it with Heart Steel. Yeah. But if you didn't pair it with Heart Steel, then it is underwhelming because yeah. the health ratio for the amount of burn you get is it's higher than it used to be. I feel like I, I'd have to look and see what the numbers. But if you do Heart Steel Sunfire with Merc Treads, you're getting the tenacity that you want. You're getting magic resist, and then Sunfire gives you a buttload of armor. And then you're getting a shitload of health, so you're probably doing like 50 damage a second with just those two items and your base levels. So it's it's quite a lot of damage that you're able to do and stick in fights. But that being said, if you're not taking Heart Steel, if you're taking Jack Show, if you're taking um, fuck, what's the other? Frostfire is one. Uh, or if you're taking Radiant Virtue, you probably wouldn't want this. And if you're not taking a tanky-ish Mythic, you definitely don't want to take this in general. So it it does feel like it's niche, but not too niche to me. Like I, I'm, I, I like these changes because it felt fine before, but now it feels good. So, okay, that's that's Sunfire, uh, Ravenous Hydra. Everyone is, everyone and their mothers in building this item, and it's getting nerfed. Thank God. So, the Omnivamp from Stacks has been removed. Not the flat 10% Omnivamp you get for finishing the item, just from Stacks is gone entirely. Um, and then the AOE splash damage is down by, so it, it's been reduced for both melee and range champions. So it was 60% of your bonus AD for melee champions and 30% for range. Now it's 50 for melee and 25 for ranged. That doesn't feel like that big of a deal, but the Omnivant from it feels like a huge deal. Um, what, what do you guys think about that? Uh, John, what do you think about this change to Ravis? I mean, I, the item was definitely, uh very strong and i think that the that needed to i think that was a good start for the item because i mean i've used it a ton and like it feels absurd uh i mean as far as the uh the aoe splash damage like i mean i still think that aspect of it is gonna be pretty strong i mean it's only a 10 percent nerf for melee champs but yeah the omni vamp seems strong but the AD is still there. I still think it's a good item. I still build it when I'm like pretty ahead on Rengar or uh, or Graves. I mean, I just when I'm ahead, I build it, and it feels really good. Um, I like it on both Graves and Rengar because, especially when I'm like ahead or I'm trying to play against someone who has a very good clear like Diana or something like that, because it. Helps me keep uh, keep pace with them in clear speed, and then mm-hmm. I mean skirmishing it's super good. So I mean I, there's been like several occasions where like uh, there'll be like a wave and there'll be like a low target like near the wave or something, and I can just if I can't reach them as Rengar with my like out of a bush, I can just leap to the uh, to the minion, get the splash damage, and then cue them. And like, I mean, that just the item feels really good. On, um, I played it mostly on Rengar, but I built it some on Graves too. I mean, it's it's pretty gross on him as well. But yeah, I think it needed. Yeah, a nerf. it is gross on Graves. I think it needed a nerf. Honestly, I think it's still pretty strong in my opinion, especially when you're ahead. And for 
Yeah, and and just it did need a nerf, but e- this is even the second nerf. So yeah, this it, it used to be what eight percent omnivamp from stacks, yeah. and the damage was even higher. Yeah, it was yeah. uh, the damage you could stack up, not the splash damage was not changed. But yeah, this is the second nerf that it's had since it came out. Just to talk about how overtuned it was at the start. Yeah. Um, I've I've played it as well with some champions. It felt very good on Kiana. I will say it's I've had mixed results on Kazix when I've played with it. Um, it looks like it's fantastic for Zed. Uh, I have not liked it on Jarvan, I will say. Xin Zhao looked like he was a good user. I have not tried it, but there's a lot of champions that were building it when they wouldn't normally have wanted to build Old Ravenous. So this is... Yeah, if champions were building it when they didn't want to be building it just because it was too strong, then or then the, the stats were too good to pass up for the price point, then you know that it was a problem. In a weird way, I kind of feel like this item is less coin flippy now because now if you're dying you're not losing omni vamp at all right because you wouldn't want to build this before if you think you're going to die because then you're going to lose all your stacks every time you die anyways or half the stacks um but i feel like it's less coin flippy because now you're only going to lose your ad you're not losing any healing from it so it feels more consistent does that make sense or no because uh it's just it is flat out worse of an item. Yeah, so maybe I think it's it less, doesn't make I think sense. It is the less punishing, I guess. Like, I mean, yeah, you still lose what the AD, which feels bad, but like, I mean, it's you're just losing less value, I guess. So it's less punishing in that aspect. But yeah, overall, the item is worse. Like you said, sure. Fenrir, who's that white friend in your background? That's my dog. One of my dogs. What's his name? His name's Jax. Come here, Jax. Hey, Jax. Come here. He don't want to. He's busy. <laughs> Got an update, though. Okay. Can you... Is it going to let it? Can, I, can you see it? Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of. It's very bright. Uh, it's, sorry. It's uh, Double Lift is officially joined 100 Thieves. Oh, did not know that. Okay. Um, cool. Well, we will save talking about that for another pod because we have enough shit to get through. So... Um, Anything you want to add to Ravenous, Fenrir? I don't play any champions that play it, so I don't really have anything to comment about it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up is that this item felt... Uh, it looked like it felt amazing on Mila because she wants splash, she wants healing, and it gives everything like that. And she snowballs already pretty hard, and she was the highest win rate ADC last patch. She had like a 53% win rate or something absurd. Um, so... Now I think she might not be the winningest ADC anymore, even though she's not being directly changed. So that's something else that we'll have to watch and see. But um, last item that's being changed is Moss Stomper, the green pet, the the Bulbasaur of the jungle. Moss Stomper was just too strong, they thought, relative to the other ones. So the other two jungle items are not being changed, but this one is. So it is now the buff duration of reduced damage and tenacity it was three seconds. Now it's one point five. So you're gonna lo- once you lose the shield, once that breaks, then you only have that buff for a much smaller amount of time. I mean, it's halved. And then the tenacity type. It used to be flat additive. Now it is multiplicative. So you're effectively getting less tenacity from it, rather than well, you're not getting as much, mathematically speaking. Um, that doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, but it does hurt the item some. I know that we've talked in the last pod and uh, in community game nights and other streams and stuff like that, that 
kind of the consensus of that came to me. And I know, John, you thought as well that Moss Stomper was just the strongest because it was all around everyone could use it well. Do you think that this takes it out of being the, the, the king of the three? Do you think this brings it in line? What do you think about that? I mean, I think it definitely, like, brings it more in line with the other options. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like, I think it makes it less of a, like, I'm just going to go to the green item every single game on everyone because, like, yeah, like, that's, you get so much, like, benefit from it as anybody, like, if they have CC of any form or slows. So it's like, and there's no, like, uh, like thought that has to be put into brocking it either. So it's like, you're going to just get it all the time. And it just helps with your clear as far as being healthy. So, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely needed a nerf in my opinion. Cause I mean, like you were saying, just everyone was like almost defaulting it to it. Unless another one was super good on them. I feel like I've personally gone the red one, the least like, I almost always go blue or green. And you're mostly going blue only because you play Rengar, correct? If you're not playing Rengar, you're not going blue hardly ever? Uh, I go it on Graves sometimes, I feel like. Just if... Occasionally. Just if I, like... I feel like I wanna, want the move speed, I guess. And I'm, like, moving around the entire map a lot. I can... Because I'm getting more okay. used to it, like... Since I've used it on Rengar a lot, I've gotten just used to using it as well. And, I mean, the the move speed is nice. Like, it definitely is noticeable. It's a it's a fat like, increase in Like, once you speed, get it yeah. and you full clear, you can full clear so quickly. Like, with that item. You can move around the map so quickly with that if you just go through the right sequence of bushes. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that... Uh, it's still good. The green one is still good, but yeah, I think it's less of a automatic go for for anybody or like a go to for everybody now. But definitely like yeah, still good. It definitely also th- it's probably still the go to if you're even if you're a champion that wants to deal damage. If you're the primary engage or a function or a way to primary engage, then this is still going to be a good item. So, like, I think I'm still taking this on Vi. Um, I'm going to take this on Udyr because I don't go the Prowler's Claw build. So, if you're good, but that is the better build to be going. Like, let's be clear. Even I, I don't, I don't like it, but it is the best version of him right now. Um, this would, this is still, I think it's still a good option, and I'd argue it's probably still the best of the three. Situation agnostic. So it's a good, it's still a good default. And if you're in lower elo, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just running Moss Stomper every single game that you're jungling because you're always going to get benefit out yeah. of it. You don't have to think about it. There's nothing to it. Like John said, it's automatic. You're getting the benefits. You don't have to focus on that part of your game. If you're trying to climb, you can focus on other things and then start to incorporate this knowledge later on. Yeah, I feel like the red but, one sometimes is like, you definitely have to think about it more. I feel like, because it's almost like it like charges up like uh like fleet right and then it has like on your yeah. next attack it does the uh effect which like yeah it's like it's like you know deciding when to auto with dead man's plate that's the easiest way i think about it yeah which is sometimes tricky for people to get yeah so yeah i, I agree though i definitely think the green one is still okay. very good
So that's it for items. Now we'll start running through the list of champions, and there is a lot of them. So um, Amumu is getting changes here. His health growth is up by 11 per level. His Q is now 10 more expansive, uh, expensive per level. His E, the base magic damage, is down by 5 flat. No, oh, it's, or it's down early, sorry, and buffed late, so the, it's worse for support Amumu. Uh, it's better for Amumu in a jungle or in a solo lane if you're a psycho. Um, and then no AP ratio change. And his W is getting a increase to increase later with points to the uh, percent max HP that is done. Um, so what do we think about this for Amumu? Fenrir, what do you think about these changes here? Um, at first look, I thought it'd be decent for like support Amumu, but <clears throat> like for the health growth, but his mana cost on his Q is going up, which hurts a lot. And then he's getting a lot of increased scaling on his W and E. So that's better for like jungle. Amumu to get those levels. So you can still play him support, I'm sure, but these changes don't help him as much as it would in the jungle. Yeah, so I, I'm just looking at him on u.gg. His jungle pick rate has basically not changed, and he went from a 46.4 win rate to 52.49 with these changes, which is fucking absurd. His support win rate has also gone up by 2% exactly, with a slight pick rate increase. Um, and his ban rate hasn't changed at all. So it seems like these benefited him everywhere, because, like you said, once you're starting to put points into abilities other than Q, you're actually benefiting. Um, but I'm I'm shocked that he got a 5 point five percent increase in win rate on in jungle that seems like a problem and it i don't think it's attributed to anything else other than these buffs because none of the other items that he would want to go other than sunfire have been changed and sunfire isn't even changed that much as we already spoke to yeah john what do you think about these changes for amumu yeah i mean i thought he was fine honestly like i mean i think he's just like it doesn't surprise me that his really that his jungle win rate went up that much. I mean that's like I don't know. I think that Jack's just super it doesn't good surprise on you that it went up five. It doesn't surprise you that it went up five percent. I mean yeah, that's yeah. A I mean lot, it surprised man. me that much, but I, it doesn't surprise me that it went up like a little, like a good bit. I would have maybe said like yeah. two and a half maybe or like two or something. But I don't know. Yeah, that's what I, I was mean. Thinking. Jack show is insane on him. I thought he was fine. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, it just is a little, I guess, surprising to me that he was, he needed to be balanced, I guess. I guess. I mean, the Moss Stomper nerf, uh, is, this is what he would take. And even if, even before, I would recommend this, and especially now, recommend, or uh, I guess, especially before, even now, Moss Stomper would be the, the one to go with. But yeah, he. It's Jack Show boots and Demonic Embrace is the build for him. Then into Sunfire is the the general build there. But okay, um, yeah. I mean, I just don't uh, like with Demonic. He's already doing a lot of damage. Like, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I guess to me the most surprising part of it is the uh, the uh, percent uh, 
of the target's H like maximum HP damage was like one of the things that was buffed. Like that's just like a, a very I feel like finicky thing to buff. Yeah, I mean, who knows how much that you know, point four percent of target's max HP really makes a difference at max level of W. Because this, if you're in the jungle, I think this is your second max. I think it's E W Q. Um, yeah, that's the recommended uh, skill order. Because Q, you're not getting all that much from leveling it in the jungle. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Fenrir, anything else to add about Amumu? No, I think uh, partially why he's getting a little better is just because everybody's building HP, and if he gets that just a little bit more maximum HP, it just increases his damage. Yeah, good point. Meta shift's helping him a bit, too, yeah. Okay, um, Cho'Gath. So, Fenrir, do you want to cover this one for us? Sure. Uh, so, passive Carnivore, the mana restore on enemy kills is going up and it, at start and from the scaling. And then uh, Feral Screen based, <coughs> sorry, base damage is up at all levels. And then R Feast cooldown scales down from level. So what do you think about these buffs to him? What do you think about how they affect him? I think it, it for sure helps his lane, him getting more mana. Cause is it, it, does enemy kills on his passive still consider like minions and stuff? Uh yes, minions yeah. work with it. Yep. So he's he's just getting that much more mana back in lane. His W, which is pretty easy poke, the damage goes up there, and then the cooldown on his R going down. I mean that, that just helps him scale faster into the late game, getting those health stacks. Yeah, and scale harder since it infinitely stacks yeah. too when you're chomping champions or epic monsters. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at win rates. His top went up by 1.5 percentage points so far, and mid has gone up by four points. That is somewhat to do with, I mean, I think these buffs with AP helps him, or not the AP, the mana restore helps him a lot. Um, but it also helps that, you know, there's it's a bit more stable, I would say, from what I'm seeing about this patch so far and what I've done with advanced scouting. So... Um, that helps him scale up for sure, and yeah, he he has more mana, he does more damage. It's just overall, overall great buffs for Cho'Gath, which I don't know if they were needed personally, but as a someone who likes to play Cho'Gath, uh, some I'm cool with it, and I don't think that he was that this makes him OP either. I think it just makes him competitive in mid and more competitive in top. I've also jungled him a couple times, and it feels fun. Like you, you have to have a. I mean, you're you can just power farm super fast, and uh, then when you see someone, just fucking hit him with a heart steel proc. But um, it's uh, and he is one of the champions where heart steel is, I'd say, always what you want to be doing, or almost always, unless you're going AP. But um, he's one of the few hardcore heart steel users. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add, John? Uh, I haven't played any Cho'Gath. Um, I mean, I played against him some. I mean, this is definitely nice for him. I mean, it's nice for his lane, like you were saying, like, because, I mean, I felt like, especially if you're poking a lot with your Q and W with him, like, he can run out of mana quickly early. Uh, so, I mean, that just helps him stay in lane longer. Helps his lane. The art, I think, is really nice for him because, 
It's really I mean, nice. That's actually like. I mean, he's he's gonna when he has it, three points into his R, he's gonna be able to in a game is going late. I mean, he's gonna have it every single interaction <laughs> you have with him. So I think that's pretty yeah, big, honestly, and, for him. So. Agreed, and I honestly am. I'm happy about it, not only because I like Cho'Gath, and I I think it's cool uh, to see him around, but I think he's competitively viable now. I thought he was before, but now I think he absolutely should be being picked in pros in mid more than top. Yeah, I could see Senacho as well popping up. I definitely hope that that happens, but. Yeah, Fenrir, you're nodding your head. Do you think that that's a good combination? Yes, it's one of the better. I don't understand why people don't play it more. Everybody wants to play fucking TK, Senna. Just play Cho'Gath. He's better. He's got a lot of poke, like a lot of range as well. Yeah, and the innate mana restore on uh, killing enemies. Like, it totally makes sense. I do wonder, does that proc on... I guess it doesn't matter for fasting Senna, but I would wonder, do you get the mana and health restore from a relic shield kill if your support does it? Yeah, I think so because it <clears throat> it works. The relic shield works on other, like, uh, oh, cool champions that have like interactions with right. minions and stuff like that. Well, there you go. And I believe the the mana and, and health restore that you get on a small monster is equal to a large monster too. So when you kill a raptor camp, you just get a fuckload of mana and health back all at yeah. once. So, yeah, since it's flat. So, okay. Um, Mundo got ability adjustments. So I'm just going to read through this, and then we can talk about Mundo some. Um, There's a hotfix change on PBE already. Already because it's too strong? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So we'll we'll talk about that then after I, I cover this, but that's all. That's good to know because it seems like he would be uh, pretty strong. So some base stat adjustments where he's getting less flat stats and more scaling stats, specifically with MR. Uh, actually, I guess it's just MR. His base attack speed is down and his AD growth is also down. But um, the the canister for where he, his passive goes where he pleases, he loses and heals less. Um, for each of them. And then his max health regen per five is down early, up late, and it equals out at level 11. Riot has helpfully provided that stat, so that's good. His Q costs 10 more health, no other changes to it. The the cleaver, the W, the heart zapper, the cost is up to 8% of current health. Um, but you do get 50% of the health back after not taking damage, as opposed to if you didn't take any damage, you didn't get anything back from it. So now you can use it when you're just running around and waiting for your health to come back or something like that. You can leave lane or you can leave base a little earlier and just use this while you're walking back to heal a bit of health. Um, actually, wait, you're still going to net loss. Never mind. I take that back. Uh, damage stored as gray health is way up. Uh, it's 80 it used to be 25 to 45 percent now it's eight with ability rank now it's 80 to 95 percent based on level in the first 0.75 seconds then 25 percent afterwards so they want you to use it more to block burst rather than dps is going to be better at that and it lasts for one second less long um his e the passive bonus ad is up based on missing health um the health cost is up by 10 at all ranks. The cooldown is up by one second 
early, scales to be the same late, and the bonus damage to monsters is down. And then his R, the maximum dosage, he gets a lot more health uh, gained as max health. Um, he no R no longer gives bonus AD, but at rank 3, Mundo's R healing effects are increased by an additional 5% per nearby enemy champion. So level 16, 17, 18, the more people that are around, he's healing a lot more. So overall... I can see how he's stronger. I didn't think he'd be hotfix worthy. What uh, what are they specifically targeting? Uh, I seen the. It was on Twitter. I can't remember who posted it, but they were just they were going at some of his uh, like some of the numbers that they changed because they changed a lot of stuff. I can't. Yeah, they did. I, I don't remember exactly. But we'll have to. I'm looking forward to seeing if I can find it. I think one of them sure. was okay. the five percent is going down to like two and a half percent because he was just like. Omega healing on his ultimate. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I think that was one of them. And then I actually think the Q health cost was going down a little bit. But those are the only two I remember okay. completely. Interesting. Yeah, because it's worth noting that he does re- he does regenerate all of the health back if he hits somebody. Um, or I guess it was if the Bonesaw hits a champion or monster, Dr. Mono recovers 50 health. So... Uh, if it hits a non-champion or non-monster, instead restores fifty health. I'm not exactly sure. This the the tooltip on u.gg doesn't seem like it's exactly right. Um, yeah, but uh, his win rate in top did go up by four percent. So that's probably why his jungle win rate only went up by two because he was already good in the jungle. And I remember John, you talking about Mundo being a problem in the jungle, like he was a big deal. So do you does this push him like? You thought he was over the edge before, correct? Does this push him even further over the edge? Uh, I mean, before I thought he was, yeah, he was pretty insane. I mean, let's see, they lowered his E bonus damage to monsters by 50%, but I mean, I think, I mean, his clear is still, I haven't tried the new Mundo, so I can't really speak to, like, if it's better as far as, like, his clear or whatnot, but... I mean, the the previous iteration of it seemed insane to me, just when I played it a handful of times. Like, it just felt strong. And the yeah. clear, yeah. I think the just most insane part of it, to me, was just the clear. The fact that you can just... I mean, that's like one of the fastest clears, I think. Yeah, you can mode through the camp and... And you're healthy, too. Recover the health. Yeah, you recover the damage, you take his health, and it's... And then you're recovering health passively as you're walking around, so you don't mind that sometimes you just you're not wasting time in between your recovering health. And yeah, yeah, it was a fast clear, and he is a very strong duelist if you can hit your Q, which is not the hardest to do because it's a pretty generous hitbox. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, Fenner, let us know if or when you find that. Don't look for it too hard though, because we got a lot of changes to go through, so no big deal. Yeah, um, if I find it, I'll just post it in the Discord. Okay, sounds good. Um, I might not. I'm not going to hear the notifications since I'm streaming. But uh, just if it comes up, just you know, feel free to interrupt me and we can talk about it. Um, okay, so the next change is Kasanti. Uh, his base health regen is increased. His health growth is increased, and his E has been adjusted. So the two base stats are up, like I said, and the E. Um, Adjusted his E so that if Cassante is very close to dashing through a wall, he will now go through the wall. 
this is only when his E is in ultimate form. Does he have the ability to dash over a wall? Let's be clear. Uh, and then his E, uh, they now give it auto attack reset. E will now partially reset auto attacks in Cassante's base form and will be a full auto attack reset while in all out form. So I'm not sure what a partial auto reset is. I don't know of anything else that's like that, but it's gonna, you wanna weave that in between autos is what they're trying to say uh, for optimal usage there. And it completely resets your autos when you're in the all out form, so that's good. Um, Specifically for his win rate, the win rate has gone up from 48.6 to 51.9. He skyrocketed with a basically a slight pick rate increase. Um, and now he's ranked S plus in top lane. Wow, I I don't see how these changes really do that much for him. Um personally, but maybe people are just starting to learn him better now and so that makes up for some of it i don't know what what do you guys see that massive win rate increase in these stats and these changes uh john you want to go first uh i mean i feel like i haven't seen him like that much honestly but uh i don't know i mean it's definitely good for him uh there's a definitely like nice quality of life change as far as the getting over walls and whatnot i like i haven't played him that much still so i can't really speak to like how annoying that was but definitely with the e too like for his skirmishing that's gonna be really nice because i mean he'll just you'll be able to get more damage off if you're doing it using the uh partial auto attack reset like you were saying so i mean i know that he is pretty strong it seems like like from what i've heard though Yeah, I, I haven't played him all that much either, but even I, I noticed that that E would be that E change for I mean for skirmishing, like you said, it's very big. But for trying to get over walls, uh it already it doesn't when you're in the all out form, it doesn't increase the distance. It just allows you to dash over walls and it doesn't go very far. So you have to be right next to the walls anyway, so just a little bit of quality of life is nice. Um I don't like the fact, though, that they're allowing someone like a champion to be, quote, very close to the wall, unquote, without going all the way through it, and you still go through it. I wonder, it, I just don't want that to cascade into other effects where you're using walls to increase the range of things, like fiddlesticks are, like uh, hex flash, um, other displacements. You can, Ezreal E. I don't want that to start to change any of that. I don't know if it will, but I don't want to even get that ball rolling because that's a sign of skill to be able to do that. Maybe I'm irrational in my worry, though. I know, Fenrir, you don't like facing Cassanti. Um, do you think that these changes are warranted? Do you think he was... What do you think about these changes overall, man? I think you said it towards the end of when you were talking the first time like about the changes that people are kind of learning how to finally play him properly. I thought he was good when he first released. I, I could see it. Like you, you, when a new champ releases, you can kind of see if they're going to be good just kind of based on how they play. And then you just kind of need to figure out how to play them. So when you are already learning how to play a champion and they're probably good and then you give them a buff, they're just going to be better. So, Cool. So I was right the first time. That's all I heard from that. <laughs> cool. 
that'll feel that'll fuel my ego for the next hour. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, one of the two quote-unquote adjustments, Cassadin. His base shield is increased, the shield AP scaling is decreased, and his E was adjusted. So, just like I said, his so his AP ratio on the shield was is down from forty to thirty percent. His base shield is up from uh, at. I mean, it's it's just twenty better at all ranks. Twenty more shield at all ranks. Um, and then. Uh, Slight change to when the shield spawns, but I, I that would be negligible change overall. That shouldn't be anything different. It's just changing slightly in the animation. Um, and then his E, though, is a lot different. So the cooldown used to be 5 seconds. Now it's 21 to 13. Um, it used to be this... So now the spell no longer requires a certain number of stacks in order to be cast. That's gone. Ally and enemy cast near cast... Uh, ally and enemy spells cast near casted and reduce ease cooldown by one second. So you no longer are able to stack it yourself. But if there's if it's happening in a fight a lot and people are using abilities, you can use force pulse every couple seconds if there's a lot of abilities being cast. Uh, plus you build a lot of ability haste on casted anyway. So they're just changing the way that this works. They're not changing any damage numbers. They're not changing any slow. They're not changing any of that. No mana, nothing. It's just how often you can cast it. This seems like a big nerf to me early for Cassidan, but overall, he's a lot stronger later with this Forest Pulse change. Um, Fenrir, you're nodding your head. What do you do? You, why do you agree with me? Yeah, I think it just makes his laning a lot harder, and then I think it makes his late game even more stompy because I don't know when I'm playing against Cassidan, I feel like he just R's on top of me, and then his Forest Pulse, and then I'm dead. I don't even feel like he has to use his Q towards later into the game yeah yeah q almost feels like it's a last hitting tool to survive lane until level six and then the q is fine but it doesn't do all that much anymore john have you seen much cassidy in your games um a little uh i mean i guess as far like in my opinion this is definitely nice as far as his q with the shield strength uh, the 20 at each rank, but yeah, it does have a little less scaling, but like, I think that just more easily and more safely allows him to scale against those, um, like control mages and stuff like that. If we poke him, it makes it just, makes it a good bit easier. I mean, 20 damage early game like that can definitely make a big difference. Um... Yeah, as far as the CE, the only thing I wonder about is, like, how what is the range for the calculation of that, like, in terms of, uh, like, ally and enemy spellcast, it says nearby. Like, what is uh, nearby? Like, how many units is nearby, I guess? But, sure. I would guess it'd be something like a thousand. That'd be my guess. Uh, yeah, I feel like that makes sense. Like, in yeah, intuitively, that's, what, like, how, what I think. I think, like, a thousand or, like, twelve hundred or something like that. But yeah, however, it's going to be the same as however it used to get charged before. I doubt they changed that calculation. Yeah, I think the the change for his E, like, I actually really like this. I think this just makes a lot of sense. Like, uh, I like that it's now like a long cooldown scaling amount. Like, it just feels more skillful to use, I guess. Uh, 
And also, and if you're split pushing, yeah. it allows you to actually use it. Yeah, exactly. Like I, th- I think it's just a good change in general for him. Uh, I think just intuitively when you like play against the champion, it makes more sense for the E to work like this too, in my opinion. So overall, I think this is a good mm-hmm. change. I think people who are good at casting are going to be doing pretty well because I mean I don't think this is like an insane thing. I could be wrong, but I, mean, I think it's just a little. Little buff. Eighteen hundred well, units supported by win rate because it. Eighteen hundred. That's Cassidy's yeah. range. Okay. Yeah, that is far. a lot. I mean, you could. Uh, yeah, that's further than a Zach leap. Zach leap, I think, is like fifteen hundred at most. That's further than a Blitz Q. Blitz Q is thirteen hundred. So that's, that's quite a bit. adding an extra five hundred range off of Blitz Q. That's a long so, like, way. You could just have like your support like in River, just like throwing abilities or something, and it would. That would work, I guess. Or your jungler, as long well, as you're somewhat nearby. Yeah. It's hard to like, uh, like no one really thinks about that though. I feel like in the heat of a game, typically. I would guess that the the, the best approximator would be like someone on the if you're near if you're at your turret in mid lane, the other person can be most of the way back on their lane, and you could still pick up stack or cooldown reduction off of it. That would be a good way to look at the distance. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely yeah. all, all around good changes for him. The win rate went up 4%, good which board, is wild yeah. to me. And the pick rate barely changed, so this seems like it is more of a buff. But there's also, I mean, other things have been nerfed, and yeah, I, I don't know. People are starting to pick up Cassidy, and yeah. Uh, so... Anyways, next change is Kane. It's blue Kane. I'm just going to pass over it because there's been effectively no win rate change and it doesn't feel like it's very important at all. Um, but hop in if either of you guys feel that way. Uh, Kane, it's just a blue Kane buff. It does nothing for red Kane. So um, his passive, the Shadow Assassin bonus damage is just up base. It was 8 to 30% based on level. Now it's 13 to 40% based on level. Um, and then his E, the heal upon terrain is still the same flat, but it gets, uh, it was, it had a ratio on it with bonus AD and it was 35. Now it's 45. Um, I don't think this is a big deal because it doesn't really affect blue cane and the stats kind of seem to shake that out. He cares about damage more than this other stuff. And the, the passive damage doesn't really change all that much. Um, but, uh, yeah. Next change, though, Lilia, her Q base damage is decreased. So this is because changing her from a range to a melee champion last patch greatly increased her synergy with Demonic Embrace, Conqueror, and Red Buff, which resulted her in getting more power than Riot expected. And this makes sense that they need to nerf her because of all of that. So her uh, Q, the damage is up by 5 at rank 1, but down by... Uh, 15 at rank 5, so it equalizes out at rank 2. So from rank 3 on, so from level 5 onwards, you're getting less bang for your buck on the Q there. And then the outer edge true damage is getting the same... It's the same treatment because it's the same numbers. So uh, it's less effective overall. It's more effective level 3, or 3 level 3. Level 4, it's the same efficacy. Uh, and then level five, once you start to put a third point into the queue, it doesn't really, um, it's not as good from that point onwards. No AP ratio changes though. Um, anything that would I really need to bring up with this other than it's just an overall nerf to her because she was too strong. I agree with 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I don't think too much okay. else to be said about that. Yeah, and her win rate has dropped uh, in top lane a little bit and jungle a little bit, but not much at all. So um, overall, not that big of a difference here. Next one is Malphite. Um, this seems like it might be something worth covering. John, do you want to go through it? Sure, his... E base damage is increased, his armor scaling is increased, and his mana cost is no longer increases with rank. Um, so it looks like just a little buff to his E magic damage, and they're making it so yeah, the scaling is off of his uh, armor by 10% more now. And then um, at rank 1, it's up by 10, the magic damage on his E. Um, yeah, I mean, this is definitely really nice for him. Like, as far as his E just costing 50 at all ranks, like, I mean, I just feel like he was kind of, at least early, he was a little gatekept by mana. Because, I mean, he's, his Q and uh, E, I mean, he's just spamming it. But, and I guess they took away some of the benefit from going like corrupting pod and going like uh biscuits and whatnot so i mean this just makes his laning like better i mean super nice for him i, I mean i don't know i don't i guess i just don't understand the like reasoning behind it but i mean it's a nice buff for him for sure Finner, what do you think the reasoning behind this change is? be honest with you, I can't tell you, because I thought he was in a pretty good spot, Yeah, personally. I mean, I agree. And, like, they say... Uh, I mean, I'm sure his lane struggled a little bit, but he's not a laning champion. Yeah. I mean, they say it's, like, because of he... his emulate, like... Like, emulate, the passive was not good, so that's, like, why... That's their explanation. Well, Immolate is the Immolate is the name of the passive for Bami's Cinder is what it used to be. So that would build into every tank item, every tank mythic, and so he would build that, and that would help a lot with wave clear. But that has been removed because Bami's Cinder now only builds into Sunfire, so therefore you're not getting the passive burn unless you build that, which he does want to build if you're going tank, but not as a first item. I um, so here's my thoughts on it, because I, I do play Malphite sometimes in top lane, and I love playing him in Aram, but Aram's a different boat entirely. Um, he feels... So, okay, you're almost always taking Grasp, because you're, you only take Comet in those lanes where you think you can push the other laner out, assuming you're playing tank. If you're playing AP, it's a different style, and I don't have that much... I mean, that would still be a Q-focused build almost always if you're playing AP, but it'd be QE, W max, and if you're playing tank it's almost always gonna be uh ewq um but it could be q e w or q w e or something depending if they don't have a lot of attack speed but they have you know ad casters like a gangplank like an ezreal then e doesn't do all that much for lowering their attack speed so you might want to skill that last but um this helps because if you're if you were able to push him out of lane before if you're able to push your laner out before you're able to do that now that doesn't change anything because comet and q max is still strong for those lanes you can push him out if you're not able to push them out you don't go comet you don't go 
QMAX, you go EMAX or WMAX if you're going to be brawling with them or you go PTA. And this helps, I mean, the mana helps for sure because he has a shit mana pool. Um, so that helps a lot. And then uh, if you're not as, if you're not confident using Corrupting Potion, then you go Doran Shield and then you really suffer from mana problems until you pick up a tier or um, a Glacial Shroud or something like that. So this, I think that this actually helps deceptively a decent amount in those lanes where you're close to even or even, or you're losing, this helps you have uh, some more lane agency. I get what you're saying, that he's not a lane champion, but there's, you know, there's always that recurring idea that top lane's an island, so he has to be able to be able to match people in uh, mid to late game or so. And he can, this, the armor for sure helps since we're in a very heavily AD meta from what I've noticed. Um, I don't know. I think that this actually does a little bit more than than at first glance. And the E, uh, the, the mana cost is huge. The armor damage, fine, not a big deal. But the uh, the base damage is not a big deal either. I mean, it's it's not that big a deal. The base damage, it's thirty extra damage. But the amount of the, the armor for the spam ability early in lane is a big deal as well, especially if you're putting points into this. If you're not putting points into it, then it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything until later on, but that's my rambling thought on that. So, um, and if I just look at win rates as well, just to see his top win rate went up by about 1.5%. So he's at 50%, well, 0 0.03 off of it. So he's at 50% basically balanced in uh, there is some pick rate in mid lane. He got he got worse in mid lane, but um, yeah, I don't know. Mid lane Malphite is situational at best. Uh, I've played it before in mid against like a Yasuo or a Talon or something, but it's very situational. So yeah. Um, anything else, or should we move on, gents? Let's move on. Okay, cool. Maokai, um, the bane of the new Aram. <laughs> so his passive heal is increased, and his Q base damage is increased, and the Q damage to monsters is increased. So they're buffing him uh, because he's also been missing the old Sunfire and Immolate passive, and these are the buffs to make up for it. Um, There's... I don't know. It doesn't feel like this is that big of a deal. Although the Q bonus damage to monsters went up by 40 at all ranks, which seems pretty big. Other than that, the heal, it doesn't seem like it's barely changed. And the Q base damage is also barely changed as well. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts on Maokai? This doesn't seem like a fairly impactful yeah, change. Uh, he is kind of like... I haven't played against him a lot, surprisingly, but like, I looked at his win rate. His jungle win rate is disgusting. Like, uh, I mean, he, I, I th if I'm not mistaken, I think he's sitting at like in gold plus a 53 and like a half percent win rate in the jungle. But I think that's also a pretty small sample size. But I don't know. I mean, I think it Jungle Maokai could be pretty good again. Especially with the Sunfire. Okay. And then uh, some of the other stuff. I mean, I 
I mean, making his Q, like, that's a good bit of bonus damage at each level. Like, 80 to 120 at rank 1, where that's, like, the ability that he's spamming on the camps, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. his clear is... Pr I'm going to try it. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it seems like his clear is probably going to be very, like, substantially better in my eyes. And then... Substantially yeah, better. because, I mean... That's 40 just damage increase at rank 1. And, you know, the healing is also super nice. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I like... It doesn't surprise me that he's sitting at that high wound rate. I just don't think he's super popular in jungle. Uh, in terms of... T no, he's yeah, not. I think in terms of top lane, he's still pretty good. But, like, like you were saying, I think this is... Uh, it like, and I mean, this is just in my opinion, like strictly off of feel. It does feel like a pretty eighty heavy, eighty and tank heavy meta. So mm -hmm. I mean, Fiora, I'm sure it does fine into Malkai top. You know, Aatrox or uh, yeah, Aatrox pretty good still. Olaf is sure does good into him. I bet you, yeah. I don't know. I think that uh, that's definitely something I want to mess with. A little bit is jungle Malkai because it seems like that could be super good. Yeah, uh, if you, it, I would say practice it for Clash this weekend, but it doesn't matter because it's ARAM Clash. <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the only, like I said, the only meaningful change is that bonus damage to monsters, which is up. Yeah, a that's lot, a, yeah, that's a good bit. The rest, the, the rest of it doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal. It'll move his win rate up a little bit, but not yeah, all that much. But. Does any of this right move support Maokai? Fenrir, what do you think? Okay, he's he's hopping away. Uh, yeah, he said he'd be right back. But I don't. Uh, John, do you think this moves support Maokai at all? Moves it up the tier? I don't really. think I it does at all. don't think it does too much to him. I mean, it's just a small buff. I think slightly. I mean, because yeah. he's still getting the healing, passive healing, and the the Q damage is nice. So just, it, but it's not right, very but much. It's, it's, it, kind it's of worth very small, like you're saying, very small. Yeah, and the the heal like he does get the the Q buff, which you feel as soon as you put points in Q, but you don't feel that heal buff until later on because it scales up instead of ten percent of max health, it's twelve percent of max health at max rank, and you're not getting that many levels of support. Fenrir, the question that I, I wanted to pose right before you stepped away was, do you think that these Maokai changes move Maokai's support up all that much, or no, not really? I don't know to be honest with you. I still have yet to play at support, so. I don't really have a feel for the champion at the moment. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know if you... I didn't think that you played it at all. I just didn't know, like, based on what you think, how this would impact, if it would move at all. But John and I don't think this would move it very much. He gets a small buff, just like everywhere else, but it doesn't really affect yeah. him that much in support. I would agree. Okay, cool. All right, um, the Bane of the Jungle, Mordekaiser, is not being changed enough. Yes, I said it, my opinion, right from the beginning. So uh, he, he's getting nerfs just for jungling, nothing else. So the damage cap against monsters was 180. Now it's 28 to 164 based on level. So that will slow down his clear significantly, his passive. But uh, And then also the passive proc on monsters generates a stack of his passive, which he needs three to proc it. Uh, it used to be on all monster hits. Now it's on large monsters only. So this would be a big deal, that one, if all if Krugs were the way they used to be. But that doesn't happen anymore. They don't 
you don't get a medium Krug popping out of the two medium Krugs popping out of the big one anymore. So I don't think that this is that one's a big deal. The damage cap against monsters is big, but he also doesn't have. There's no changes to top lane Mordekaiser. There's no changes to anything other than clear for Mordekaiser, which feels a bit short-sighted in my view. Um, what do you think, John? You're you're another jungler here. You've had to deal with this monstrosity. Yeah, I mean, like I think this is a good start. <laughs> like you were, uh, you were saying. Yes. So, I don't know. It just seems kind of like it's a little bit obnoxious because you his full clear is so good. It is so healthy, and also it's like mm -hmm. there really isn't like anything you're having to do. Like his passive just used to do. An absurd amount to AOE camps and just camps in general. Um, he just had too good of a clear. I mean, just he just did objectively. I think have too good of a clear for what he is, yeah. and I think that he's very like in terms of jungle matchup, very stat sticky. Like it's just I think a little annoying that he can full clear very fast and then like i mean who can skirmish him at level three or four like 1v1 nobody nope like trundle yeah, maybe uh yeah trundle warwick that like that's it who else can fight him like maybe olaf if he hits his q yeah. first that's and it's about like it though those are the only ones and then they also have to play it very well whereas he just has to like auto you and have his passive going so yeah. that felt really bad I think he needs more nerfs. I think he's still going to be really strong, like, in the jungle and otherwise. I mean, I think he's good top right now as well. Like, he's just very annoying to the deal with, just in general. The change... The, so here, what do you guys think about this? The change that I would propose is... Well, okay, so just for for his top, for because Snow changes were hit him top, but his win rate did decrease by 2% in mm. top. And his pick rate is the exact same. So, I mean, we're still earlier on in the patch, but I think that this would only affect, you know, uh, going in and taking jungle camps. This makes it significantly slower. So that would be that. But um, here's my proposed change for it. Uh, he no longer generates any of his passive metal or shield, you know, uh, shield stuff off of hitting monsters at all. He doesn't generate any of it. No additional changes to any damage numbers. He just can't generate W passive stacks uh, for his shield strength. Then he turns into a heal off of monsters. Yeah. Off of non-epic monsters, yeah. I will say. Baron and Dragon, different yeah, story. I, I think that'd be a good one. I think my changes would be that, I think, is good. I would increase decrease his... I mean, this would hit top lane Mordekaiser too, but... I think his Q ISO damage needs to be slightly less. Like, I'm not saying a ton, but, like, it needs to be reduced a little bit, I would say. Like, maybe 10 at each each rank or so. That's just, like, a random arbitrary number, but that just, like, to me, like, feels right. Uh, I think also just... And the reason I think that would be okay is I think that he already, like, gets a lot of benefit just from his E, the passive on his E. Like, he gets super good magic pen scaling on his E. So, like, I mean, I don't know. I just think he's a little too oppressive in 1v1 situations, like, early on. 
where, yeah. where he shouldn't be. Like, I understand it's Mordecai's, or, like, obviously he's good at 1v1s, like, especially, like, later on when he can just ult you and fight you. But I don't know. It just seems a little stat stick. I think he need, he's still going to be strong. I think he needs more nerfs. What if they... What if they made a change where his passive could no longer apply Rylize? Does that break the champion, or does that is that too harsh? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I just don't. I played Jungle Mordekaiser. I haven't played it like an absurd amount, but I don't know. I also think that like the full tank Mordekaiser jungle is very obnoxious to play against when you just go yeah. heart steal into demonic and then you're just like unkillable and do so much damage yeah i don't know fender do you think this goes far enough do you think it goes too far what are you thinking i don't think this does on the convo i don't think it does jack shit to be honest with you it slows down his clear a little bit that, that his clear isn't the problem i mean yeah he clears fast but he's just an absolute menace from 1 to 18 sure he shouldn't be as good as he is early on yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm looking at no. it. I mean, he's still sitting at a. In this is in jungle, fifty three and a half percent win rate. Yeah, with a five percent yep. pick rate as well. His pick rate went up from last patch, and his win rate went down, which does make sense. But it didn't. I mean, obviously the nerf did some, but it's not doing twenty three percent ban rate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's gross. Yeah, it was it was stupid. Uh, I wonder who are winner of the top ban rate was last patch uh oh my god uh who do you think it was last patch is nope. <laughs> not even in the top 10 champions udir had a 19.7 percent ban rate last patch Dead. she had 36 not the top there were three champions above her yumi Hecarim and this other the other the champion who's always the king of the ban rate. Zed. It it is Zed, yes. Yeah, it is Zed. Forty seven point six. You want to hear what it is this patch so far? Fifty five. Fifty five point five. <laughs> he needs to be reworked because the community fucking hates him. Yeah, so far. And he's I know he has a, but he even in mid lane he has a pick rate of fourteen percent and a jungle pick rate of three and a half. So he's in seventy percent of games, whether he's picked or banned. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Wild. And he has a he has a fifty two percent win fifty two and change percent win rate in mid. He needs to be nerfed or uh, he needs to be reworked. Yeah. Honestly, he's he's too toxic for the game. Yeah, I mean the best the the ideal build on him right now is. Ravenous or plot, Ravenous yeah, Eclipse or Prowlers, yeah. Eclipse or Prowler. That's gosh, he's so tanky right now too. He just feels tanky. I feel like Zed should never feel tanky. Yeah, he does. No, he should not. But anyways, we're we're talking a little too much. I'm gonna run through the next couple of changes or so. Uh, Shivana, her E damage versus Mark champions is decreased. It was three point uh, marked en uh, enemies. Sorry, not champions. Any enemy that's marked with her E. Um, the empowered basic attack used to deal 3.5% of their max HP. Now it deals 3% of their max HP. Not a big deal, um, in my opinion, but this does, it does drop her down slightly. Not a huge deal though. Um, I, yeah. 
the biggest hit would just just be to taking objectives. I would think. Yeah, really. I think she's still good. I think, and overall, still she's good. still good. Definitely a S tier. Yeah. Scion is getting um, getting a couple of buffs too, and I would say that these are warranted personally. But uh, again, not huge. He is getting uh, his base mana is going from three thirty to four hundred, and his mana growth is up by ten. And his Q base damage is up by 10 at all ranks. So there's that. But the the Q damage, this is, I think, if you just tap it is what it is. That's what this damage is doing. Not if you charge it all the way up because it increases a lot more after that. He does deal with mana issues in lane. So it's very common for people to take Corrupting Potion in lane with him. But uh, I don't know. This is nice. Not a huge deal, though. Agreed? Yeah. Generally? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, so Syndra is getting a bug fix as well as some changes overall. Uh, the bug fix is fixed a bug where upgrading Q could reset its cooldown. So that's fun. Um, and she could upgrade Q once she got X number of splinter charges. Uh, her W is the damage is the bonus damage. Once you've upgraded it is going down. It used to be 15 per percent plus 1.5 percent per 100 ap now it's 12 percent plus two percent per 100 ap harder scaling less base on it more incentivized to go uh crazier builds than or more risky builds her e the cooldown is up from 15 to 17 at all ranks and the magic damage is the same flat but the ap ratio is down by 10 percent um she I think that this is good because Syndra is nasty. I don't know why it took this long for her to get nerfed. I thought she was OP on release after her mid-scope update. Uh, Fenrir, you're nodding decently aggressively. Do you want to tell us what you're thinking there? Yeah, I felt like she just got insane buffs when they redid her. Like <clears throat> Being able to have like uh, stacking cues like where she can have a reservoir of being able to cast two within a couple seconds just changes how she can team fight and just the damage that she can do with her ultimate. Yeah. I like playing her AP carry bot lane. You do. Do you think you're a pretty good Syndra? I like to think I am. She's probably the only mage I'm good at, to be honest with you. Okay. I mean, aside from like Seraphine. Gotcha. What about Syndra appeals to you? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. When the champion... I, actually, I'll, I think I know. I'm a huge Bjergsen fan, and he's just he's oh. just a Syndra player. So, Back in the day when I was just a wee youngling playing the game, I just enjoyed playing her. So Just a wee lad. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I didn't interrupt you there. But okay. Uh, yep, that's the, uh, the Syndra change. Tom Kench... Passive AP damage added. Q AP ratio increased. The self heal on the Q is increased. The W AP ratio increased. His E gray, gray health increased. His R AP scaling increased. And the shield decay adjusted. Wow. So um, lots of buffs for Tom Kench, specifically more at AP. Uh, for that off, if you want to be going AP Tom Kench. So his, I mean, there's lots of numbers to see, but essentially he's better overall for AP. 
Um, his Q is healing more for missing health. That did go up regardless of any AP ratios. The damage is up with AP. Uh, if you're playing at full tank, his he's going to heal more, and the shield is going to fall off differently. It used to be last 2.5 seconds till after Devour ends, and then it would fall off entirely, just straight up disappear. Now it's going to decay by 50 health per 0.25 seconds after Devour has ended until it's completely gone, which is a very interesting change. I feel like that's the most significant one that allies are going to have to play around. Previously, this would be a shield that you would not, I mean, to use LS's terminology, you would never chew through Tom Kench's shield because it would be, I mean, at base, it was, or I don't know, it was fucking like a thousand or something at rank two or some shit, like some crazy shield that you would get with a, like a crazy AP ratio. So you're never going to get through it. Now you're incentivized to almost to attack it somewhat because now you want to get through it faster. Um, cause if it's decaying by 50 health and it's a thousand shield, that's going to be four seconds until that thing is completely gone as opposed to 2.5. That I feel like is the, the biggest change. Um, John, you were going to chime in there. What do you think about these Tom? Kench I mean, changes? like, I don't know. I just think he's already pretty, he can be obnoxious to play against. So, I mean, I think that the, the passive part is like i don't know well i guess not the passive the uh the self-heal i think is a uh definitely a good buff for him but to me that was like one of the more frustrating parts of playing against him was the heal and the shield but i mean yeah like you're, you just have to play around it i mean and also like maybe if you're like attacking the shield rather than waiting for it like serpent's fang could be a good buy it's like super good against him specifically i yeah. guess but i don't know i i guess he was pretty weak and like i haven't seen him a ton but i also like don't like playing against him so i mean it's definitely nice changes for him that's for sure like yeah definitely especially uh, with his yeah, quicksilver his shield quicksilver in the t-force community is going to be happy about this because he tom kench uh Tom Kench tricked his way to Diamond 1 into Masters nice. as well. So Rob's going to be happy yeah. with these changes. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Do you guys... Yeah, I'll ask him about it, and we'll report back on the next pod. Um, Fenrir, do you think this changes anything for support Tom Kench? Not for like what you build, no. You're still going to go probably lock it i'm assuming is what he was going support unless again you want to go the center route then it might unlock some crazy builds I, yeah yeah so if i'm i'm looking at stats sites right now it was saying yeah lock it was the winningest but very low pick rate in support um and this patch is recommending Heartsteel, but that's with 31 matches. It has a 70% win rate. Again, 31 matches. So there's not enough data really to... Because people don't play Tom Cash very much. There's not enough data to really say what would be the best route for him. But Locket makes sense to me. Um, absent playing it with Senna. They're normal too. They're like the 
His win rate went up by like one to one and a half percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. I can never, when I play him top, it feels like I never have enough health or I don't have the range or whatever. And then when I play against someone good with it top, I'm like, how the fuck is this happening when I can't do this? He He's so simple, but it doesn't work the same. Especially with the especially with the jungles that you play, it would be hard to gank him. Same. Yeah, I'm gonna ask Rob and see what he thinks about all these. I, I never have have a problem ganking him, but I also we have a very different champ pool. So I'm playing Trundle, I'm playing Poppy, I'm playing Fiddlesticks, I'm playing these champions that have one or more ways to cancel whatever he's gonna do. So one to get on, like Vi mm -hmm. as well. I can just hold my Q or my R and just immediately interrupt it, and it, he can't do anything about that at all. So if you have ways to cancel his W, you can definitely gank him and just keep him around because he doesn't have an escape yeah. then at all. Um, unless he takes Ghost, in which case, then you're probably not yeah, going to fucking just, kill yes, him anyways. Not happen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, okay, so a few more champion changes, and then we're almost done with this patch. Uh, Trundle, base attack speed reduced by 0 0.07. I think it's more of a rounding numbers plus a slight nerf they want to help because tanks are popular. And then his R damage based on max health is down by 5% at max rank, and that's it. I don't think this really changes why someone picks Trundle. It just makes him slightly less overall good and slightly less good in those cases where you pick him, but this doesn't really change Trundle very much at all. Um, so I'm going to move on to everyone's favorite cat on a book, Yumi. Her passive cooldown has been increased by four seconds early, scaling down to the same. And her R root duration is down by 0.5 seconds. So it was 1.75, now it's 1.25 at all ranks. This doesn't touch any of her other numbers, doesn't touch her AP, her mana costs, nothing. I don't think this fundamentally gets at why people are frustrated with Yumi and why they don't like her at all. This just takes away tertiary power that she has, which is fine to do, but it doesn't get at the core of why people hate Yumi. Yeah. Um, Fenrir, you're a support main, and you play champions that don't interact well with Yumi. Why don't you speak to this change? Fucking nerf the AP scaling ratio on her Q. That's the problem. She does so much damage, and you can't do anything about it. 
I, I tell us how you really I, feel. Well, it pisses me <laughs> off because they make this stupid ass change that does nothing. 0.5 seconds yeah. on a route from Yumi changes absolutely nothing. The problem in the champion is she does damage that is very hard to dodge, and you can't do damage back to her. Yeah, they need to make they need to make her able to be popped off of the champion more often. I think a very positive change would be they could increase some of the power of her abilities, but if she gets knocked off the champ, she she would get knocked off of her uh, host if they are um, if they are uh, hard CC'd. I would say that that should happen. If they're hard CC'd, then they should get knocked off. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think I that could be something or something where it's like almost like a. So, like, if she gets off to, like, do her passive or something, and I think there should be more of a penalty, like, even for, like, slows and stuff like that. Like, a slow should be increase the amount of time that she has to get back on her, on the mount. Maybe not, like, you know, like a, like, hard CC resets it, but, like, shouldn't be that punishing, but... I don't know. I just think that that aspect of her needs to be way more punishing. Like, like she, I don't know. Like, like, what if they also did some hurting her early, where they, you know, made her a ineligible to buy boots like Cassiopeia, and b reduced her base move speed to like two eighty yeah, or that, something, made her a lot yeah, I slower. I think that definitely needs. So, like, first of all, like, they need to just like you're saying, they need to just do something about like her move speed and her interaction with boots because I think that it is a not healthy for the game and also just extremely obnoxious for her to be able to do something where like she just goes magical boots and then goes like sork shoes or something and then goes ludens and her cue just like it does far like let's be honest like when she goes loot that build like she's just a like 80% of the time, untargetable, like, mage. Like, her Q does, like, half helps people. Like, that's just too much. I don't know. And it's not like it's, uh... Like, they're skilled at hitting the ability, but I think that it is entirely... It does entirely too much, and the scaling is way too good for what Yumi is. Like, it just doesn't make sense, I guess, to me, intuitively. Like, if I were just looking at the game, and this champion, like, new nut, like... You're just telling me about this champion like i would not expect her q to do half someone's health when she has like one item you know what i mean here's a wild thought what if when she's on a champion she siphons some stats from them instead of buffing them in exchange for the invulnerability that she has so you know they reduce it reduces their uh their base stats by five percent or 10% across the board, all of them. Armor, MR, max health, um, or maybe not max health, because that would be some funky math going on, but like regen of health and mana, AP, AD, attack speed, everything. If you just, everything was down by 10% while Yumi was sitting on you. Because you're getting the benefit of the heals, you're getting the benefit of the shield that comes, you're getting the benefit of having uh wards with you you're getting that q that goes with it and the r and everything that yumi brings so it would still maybe be a net buff but it's a lot less good for her to be on you or does that not really would that not really work i'm there, just trying to create like i guess one thing like, i was thinking it. of that 
I mean, this is just like randomly came to me is like, what if it was like almost like a mount thing with her where like, once the person that you're sitting on takes like a certain amount of damage, you get knocked off basically as Yumi. And then it's like almost like the seat, like the seat, if you get CC'd, there's a cooldown, right? Like it resets the cooldown. So it'd be like that, I guess. Cause then it's more punishing to like, like if she gets off and then someone CCs her, it's way more punishing. So yeah. I don't know. I think that's like that. maybe something. I don't know if that. Um, I don't know. I think that they definitely got this first right, like line right though. I like Yumi has simultaneously been one of the most frustrating and most popular slash played champs in the game. Like I just think they need to just do a rework on this champ, and then it would be just much yeah. better. Um, I mean that's much obviously that's much easier said than done, and I know that's a lot of work that has to go into that ton of work, but I think that definitely is a champ that would be worthwhile to do because like like they're saying, I mean she is popular, but she is just very frustrating to play against. And then she's popular because she's easy yeah. to play and she's a pretty free win for it auto. Just, it just feels sports. so bad to play against most of the time. And it's the reality. Like as ADC, I just I despise playing against it because I'll like take you know two or three really good trades against the enemy ADC or something. Absolutely, like chunk them to half HP, and then like ten seconds later, they're just back to full HP for just for no reason. So here's the perfect. Here's the exact uh, epitome of the. I mean, not that people need another example, but of what the frustration that Yumi brings. I played a. Uh, a clash game a few months ago where we played misfortune Zareth, which is a pretty heavy poke lane and that's a very dominant lane against a grogus yumi bot lane and we could not move them off at level like once you know from no items we could not move them out of lane man like we were expending all of our mana and everything pushing them in i mean it was they were able to hold and get all the CS in lane, and we were not able to push them off, which is wild given that they they just had the mana and the health. Yes, Gragas has health regen baked into his kit with his passive, the happy hour. I get that. And Yumi has some heals, but Yumi was making it so Gragas didn't have to worry about healing because she was just perm she was healing him and not doing that much damage to us, but it was very... We, we couldn't push him out of lane in a poke heavy lane that's that that was fucking frustrating yeah. to me yes i got a lot of first strike gold but at the end of the day that didn't really matter because we couldn't push them out yeah of lane. i just think i like i've played against something similar to that like i actually think i've played against that exact same lane before bot lane yumi gragas and it's like you hit hit them with everything they like you know they hit an occasional like cue here and there but like you just it's just a like war of attrition like you just can't ever push yeah. them out of lane it's in, like you can't ever get a winning trade on them ever i also have no idea why people are not playing solo lane bot lane uh neela yumi mid why in the fuck is no one playing that i've been thinking this since the minute neela came out because she shares the XP, so you're not missing anything in mid lane. You might be slightly down because she only shares some of it, but you'd be slightly down in levels. But you'd have Neela yeah, Yumi in mid. Lane? That's two champions. You put, uh, you, put you could uh, someone solo, so you could do a Karthus. You could do mm -hmm. 
depending on the lane assignment, you could do Caitlyn, you could do Renekton if you wanted to, you could do Tom Kench, you could do, I don't know, like anything that anyone that could decently well not bleed super hard in a solo 1v2 gotcha. lane. So probably someone resourceless would be good, like Kennen would be fine down there. Um, I don't know, Gragas would be a good one yeah, to put down there. Tom Kench, uh, yeah. Something like that, yeah. I mean, if they put two, if they pick like a poke bot lane, you don't pick Nila Yumi, but then you put them in mid lane, and the mid laner can't yeah. do anything. Yeah, I don't know. We should try it. They're just gonna get it. fucked. I would totally be down. I'll play the Yumi <laughs> end. That would be so frustrating for I the know. enemy mid laner. <laughs> I know. I know. We just have to get a bot laner that'd be willing to play something that wouldn't just absolutely get. Yeah. Shafted. What about Scion bot lane in that? That would, like, yeah, that would be that would be really good, I think. Lane, yeah, with the Yumi, uh, Yumi Nyla mid. Yeah. But all right, um, we have two more champion changes, and then we have a couple of jungle adjustments. So let's try and get through this so yeah, we can play some area, guys. Um, Zach, his passive healing is increased, so each chunk is now going to heal instead of four to six point two five percent based on our rank. It's now going to do 4 to 7% based on our rank, max HP. And then his Q, the cooldown is down by 1 second at all ranks, and the damage is up. Actually, ju the, not uh, just the max health scaling is up from 2.5% to 4%. Don't think this does... All okay, the Q doesn't feel like it does all that much, but the healing per chunk is going to be a lot, because if you're in a team fight, you're picking up a lot of those things. Um, John, you were very surprised they were buffing Zach. Do you want to talk about that? His jungle. So, his jungle win rate last patch before this was forty-seven point run one five. I'm gonna ask each of you. I'm gonna ask each of you. What do you think his win rate is on this patch? Again, we're two days in, so limited sample size. But Fenrir, what do you think his win rate is this patch? Fifty-two and a half. John, what do you think it is? It is 52.38. He went up over 5 percentage points stronger than a Mumu this patch. That is fucking wild. And this makes sense to me. This is warranted, given the changes. Don't give the Q buff. Just give him the passive buff. That's all you need. He was weak for a while. I think he, I don't even think he was that strong. It was more of just a mental thing of Zach could be over this wall all the time. Like, yes, you have to pay attention to the mental that he the mental exertion he does, but I don't think he was actually that strong.
Yeah. Yeah. Fenrir, what do you think about this? Fenrir, what do you think about this change? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, it's a pretty huge uh, buff. If you went up, what'd you say, five and a half percent? Five point, uh, five point two. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's just huge. I, uh, I think I agree with you. Maybe uh, don't give him the Q and just throw the cell division, like the uh, increase on the health, and see where that goes, and then go a little further. Seems like they gave him a little bit too much. Agreed. Uh, do you do you think that he's a good Senna comparison, or do you think what do you think of Zach's support? Well, no. I wouldn't like him with Senna, but I have in the past dabbled in Zach's support because um, he he fits my play style where I want to roam bot lane, and he allows me to just sure. get mid lane even faster with his E. Why don't you like him with as a Senna pairing? Uh, he just goes too far. Okay. I, I like him as sense. a uh, Samira pairing, Samira Zach, but I think it's pretty good. I, yeah. I, 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 that would be good. I haven't played it a lot, but I like playing Zach support, honestly. Like, I think it's actually kind of slept on. I think it's really good. In my, I mean, that's just, like, my opinion and also just, like, not... That's strictly, like, anecdotal. Like, I just think it seems really good. Because, like, if people... People just never respect Vision in bot lane. Like, especially in the... Like, all the bushes. Like, no one respects that. Like, as much as they should. And, I mean, if they don't... I mean, as Zach, it's so easy for you to... Do what you love to do. Just, like, come out of Vision. Flying out of the air and just CC them for, like, five seconds. You know what I mean? Like, and also he has... Yeah. Not high damage, but, like, when he hits all his abilities, he does a good bit of damage, you know? When he all into you, and oh, then when he, he ignites does. you, like, I think that combo is, like, really good with uh, Samira, because the all-in potential is super good, and he will, like, just half-health someone if he, if he hits everything, you know? And then Samira can uh, mm -hmm. just play off of her passive with his knock-up. Because then she can get in range very easily with that. And then, I mean, she's got... She likes to scrap like that as well. Just like he does. So it's perfect. She does. I, I would love to try that combo sometime. Cool. I'll play jungle and you two can chill in the bot lane and play Samir Zach. Play either. I play Samir um, or Zach. Last thing on Zach. I think that, like you said, like he's he can do... He likes these trading patterns and stuff. I also think that... He's very good in the solo lanes, too. So he can play four of the five positions well. He's actually rated the top top laner right now, the single best top laner yeah. on this patch. Um, and in mid lane, it's a low enough sample size where they don't count it, but they kind of count it on U.GG. He has a 0.4% pick rate. I think 05 is the threshold where they start to count it. But he has a 56% win rate in mid. If you guys were watching any of... I don't know if you were watching any of the track, the pros, but Caps was spamming a bunch of Zach yeah. mid um, prior to Worlds. It never got pulled out by... Uh, it might have got pulled out by... I feel like Saigon pulled it out. Or like there was a couple teams that tried it. I've Maybe I've, not, but okay. Zach... Zach mid... No, I was just going to say Zach mid was very strong and is now 
situationally and is now, I think, absurd situationally yeah. and generally still very good. What do you think it's good. good into, mid? I would say into uh, mages that have uh, a lot of poke. I'm thinking it's good into, like, Syndra because she has a lot of poke, really. I would think it's fine into Victor. Um, people, immobile mages that are meant to more dominate lane, but don't necessarily. Like Vex, it would be good into as well. I don't think it would be good into the Silas, into the um, the more scrappy ones, Yasuo, Yone. I don't think it would be yeah. good into them. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's more these immobile ranges that you can mages you can get on top of set up ganks for your jungler and then out sustain their mana bar yeah. i think in my experience like i've playing against zach mid i played against it a little bit it is so like just lane zach is like it's like tom kench like it's just hard to kill him like you just hit him with everything constantly he just picks up his blobs he'll <laughs> he heals back and then it's just like dude this is <laughs> i can't kill this guy and then he, once he gets, like, yep. you know, his E going, he'll just go out of vision from the bush and just E from one of the mid lane bushes. He'll go behind, like, one of the mid lane walls there, like, once he has enough points in his E and just CC you from, like, two screens away. And it's like, gosh, it's his damage, like, he deceptively does a lot of damage in those situations, too. With a guy, yeah, if you, if he land, he, yeah, if he hits a Q on a minion and then walks at you, yeah. you got to walk away because yep. you'll get pulled in. Or if he hits a Q on you, you know you're fucked because then he's going to auto a minion and pull you in. Also, the thing is, too, with him is, like, if he hits the E, like, he's going to win the trade because then he's going to get his full combo off and he's going to get all his blobs. So he's just, like, I feel like that would be a good, uh, like, maybe solo lane for Nyla, Yumi, mid, and then have Zach bot solo lane. And then, I mean, that would just be so obnoxious, yeah. like, game to have Yumi and Zach and Nyla on the team. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right. So, Zeri's getting a bunch of changes, too, to cover the last champion. And I'm just going to summarize it. So, if you want to look at all the numbers, go ahead and check it. But there is a whole bunch of base uh, stat changes. The Q range is down, but the damage is up. The base stat or base stats are increased, right? W damage changed from magic to physical damage that you're dealing. And then there's some number changes on that as well. Uh, the E is buffed all around. So there's that. There's a bunch of buffs to rank to mana cost. Well, mana cost is slightly changed. It's overall a buff though. Um, the there's like vision changes, damage changes, everything. The E is better now overall. Uh, I think always. And the R is now is now compensate com compensatorily, if that's a word, buffed for removing the R, uh, removing the damage on hit that she used to have. Uh, but now she no longer does that. So those are the Zeri changes. Um, who knows where Zeri's really going to land? And we'll, we could talk about that uh, a bit. Um, Fenrir, you said you played what against her or with her? How did, how did it go? I played with her. Um, it went well to start the game, but then the game just kind of devolved. So I can't really speak too much, but the early game felt a lot better than what it had been. After they just like completely gutted her, so I'll be interested to see. Sure, I mean her. Where she goes. Her pick rate went up 
14%. So people are trying her again. Um, but that's, that's what that means. And her win rate went up 7%. So she's obviously in a much better spot now. Well, time is only going to tell if she's actually good or if this is just a, a blip on the radar. But we will see. Um, so, yeah. Uh, there's a couple additional jungle changes. There's a few other changes that we'll run through here. Uh, jungle companions. The companion attack damage is going... The percent bonus health is going down but they're adding a bonus armor and bonus MR ratio. So there's that for the companion attack damage. The bonus treat gold is going down by 15, so it's 50 to 35. Um, and then after their first evolution, jungle companions will now consume two tre bonus treats on large monster kills and receive the associated benefits rather than just one. Yeah. Thank God we were talking about this last week, and that was such yeah. bullshit that I'm it so was one. That just makes a lot of sense. So glad it does. Um, however, it's removed. The epic monsters are spooky. The 20% bonus damage provided by companions no longer works on epic monsters. That makes sense. Um, so epic monsters, you're now going to deal the same damage always. Uh, jungle camps as well. Gromp, the attack range is down by 25, so it has to be closer to you. Crimson raptor attack range down by 100. It also has to be closer. That's the big raptor. Leash ranges have been offset from camp spawn location, giving more space for champs to move and kite. So instead of uh, like Gromp being further back in the wall, it's now going to be from where it spawns and uh, same with blue and et cetera, et cetera. So it's giving more room for you to move and kite around because the community was kind of decrying the fact that camp, that the uh, ability to double camp and other kite your camps was much more heavily limited than they would like. Um, additionally, the jungle camp experience given multiplier, uh, is, it is up levels one through nine. It's up later and at max rank at level nine, it's at 1.45 instead of 1.35, the multiplier. So I don't know the exact math on that, but it's going to give you more experience. Um, objective planning, they are, uh, making they're going to make this less annoying it looks like so the vote to contest an objective will no longer no longer automatically begin 30 seconds before an objective spawn so you don't get that fucking pop-up 30 seconds before if your team has no interest in going for it um the vote time has been decreased from 90 seconds to 75 so it won't if you're not going to vote it won't sit there for an hour or for a minute and a half um, and then if you click on the objective, it no longer initiates the vote. It just tells the timer in chat. So it's, they're making it less annoying because I think everyone, I think you'd, you'd agree guys that it was really fucking annoying when that would just pop up on your screen. Every time you'd be like, Hey, it's a minute for out from the dragon. Let's move over there. And then that thing would pop up. Um, or we'd be like, we're giving this objective and then it would pop up. It felt like a click. Yeah. Pop up. I like to um, me in my eyes yeah. too, like. I guess one thing, I mean, this is a small thing, but, like, I just feel like it sometimes just felt like another thing on the screen, you know what I mean? Like, like I almost feel like it should be a little bit smaller, in my opinion, but... Yeah. Yeah, it just felt a little too much sometimes. Yep. Um, ARAM Clash, the last Clash of the year, is going to be ARAM, it's going to be free, so check it out uh i'm gonna be playing it it looks like a ton of fun it's only gonna happen for one weekend though which 
is sad because I'm unavailable on the first day. I'm only going to be available the second day. But, yep. Um, Mythic Shop has been rotated. There is also now a Rune Recommender. So instead of the five preset pages, when you start, it's just going to be a Rune Recommender tailored for your champion position and come with optional summoner spell recommendations, which will be adaptive to whatever champion and role you select in that game. Um, this is, I think it's cool, but we'll have to see if it's good because there's been a lot of examples of rune and item and recommendations that have been utter garbage, such as in the item shop and shit like that. So we'll have to see if this is actually any good. Cool idea, though. Um, this one is big. People have asking, been asking for this. Pick order swapping. So if I'm first, you know, if I'm top lane first pick and then the last pick is jungle and is willing to trade, then we can request and swap pick order so then they can just pick for themselves and we don't have to worry about trading and not having champions and stuff this is huge so i think that's really cool um they are making some changes in behavioral systems and then there's some uh quality of life and bug updates so the, the quality of life um death dance no long bleed no longer interrupts your recalls thank fucking god about that that was so annoying and then uh empyrean pikes are uh, distortion will now be disabled when eye candy is turned off in the game options. So he would change it would make the rift look a little different and it would be distorted. But if you turn off the eye candy option in the game, it does not actually change that at all. Um, and then the bug fixes. So I we highlighted a few that we thought were notable and important to bring up. So fixed a bug that was causing Gwinsu's Rage Blade on hit damage to be counted as magic damage. That is crazy. It would be either good or bad depending on the champion. Um, fix a bug that was causing Samira's EQ combo to be counted as one spell for effects like Conqueror or Electrocute, and she takes Conqueror, so that stacking that up and not getting it as fast as she should is a big deal to me, and I, I think that's a big deal overall. Um, fix a bug where some champions' icons would briefly flicker on the minimap at their last known location when they exit Fog of War elsewhere. We've all experienced the random flickers of people on the minimap if you're paying attention to it, and this hopefully this actually permanently fixes it, rather than saying they fixed the, you know, new news ghost snowballs that people still don't see and that shit still happens. Um, hopefully that's fully fixed. Fixed a bug where Nars Q would veer off in an unexpected direction if a movement command was issued right when the boomerang was about to return. This is a change that I don't know how many people were aware of it until Worlds because it happened in Worlds a couple times and was pivotal in some fights. It happened in a, uh, I want to say, Fnatic Cloud9 game that it was important in and maybe another game as well. But it happened a couple times at Worlds and was and resulted in a champion being killed when they most likely would not have before. And then the other one, which I thought is kind of funny, but pretty cool, uh, fixed a bug that caused program Camille's voiceovers, her, her voice lines, to play globally for allies and enemies if she was outside of Fog of War. So you could stand outside and then play a voice line, and then everyone would hear it, which is kind of funny. Also kind of annoying, though. Um, any other bug fixes that you guys wanted to go over? Nothing really caught my eye. Okay. Fenner, any for you? No? Cool. Um, upcoming skins and chromas. The skins are kind of cool. The, um, the splash arts look fucking sick, but the in-game models don't look as cool for some of them. It's a Winter Blessed. Winter Blessed Diana Shaco, Swain, Warwick, Zillion, Zoe, and Warwick Prestige, and then Ashen Grave Knight Mordekaiser looks sick as well. 
if you guys haven't seen that skin, go look it up on Skin Spotlights. The Death Realm is amazing in that. It looks so sick. Um, so there's that. But that is the whole patch. So that was almost two hours of straight-up patch notes because we got into it pretty fast. Um, TLDR, listen to the full episode. <laughs> uh, anything else that we want to bring up, or are we good to wrap up, Jens? anything else. Solid. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, with that, thanks for listening to episode 790. Remember, if you have any feedback for us, please uh, send that to feed or questions at trinityforcepodcast.com as well as uh, posting any feedback in the feedback th- subthread of our Discord server. If you're interested, if you don't know where the Discord server is or you're not a part of it, it's on our website at trinityforcepodcast.com and you can get a link to join and come join us. We have community game nights at 7.15 Eastern time every Tuesday evening. Um, except for there probably won't be one right after Christmas on the 27th. Maybe there will, I'm not sure. But overall, um, we have those every night and they're a good blast. Sometimes we get better showings than others, but we they're, they're a good time to come in and join and meet new people and hang out with fellow league people and have a good time. Um, please check out our Patreon. We have some uh, great uh, we have great offerings at different price points, such as early sign-up for tournament, different coaching sessions, which we've started to get some more recently, some people asking for that. So uh, if you're interested, please sign up for those. They're nowhere near as expensive than if you were to pay for a, um, a high ELO or much more uh, more professional coach than us. So go check those out. Other than that, um, thanks for listening, everyone, or watching if you're on YouTube slash Twitch, and uh, have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of the podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. 